you would please the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. Is it true what you just saw? Remember early days of ministry, Kathy and I were newly married, went to our first stop in ministry in Louisiana. We did not know the pastor was not an honest man. Didn't get a paycheck. We didn't have a reserve fund. You know, when you're newlyweds, you don't have a reserve fund. What are we going to do? God will take care of you. Uh, I remember my wife and I began to pray and say, Lord, we need food to eat. Go home from church, I think it was on a Wednesday night, and the porch, uh, our little porch, wasn't a big porch, our porch was full of sacks of groceries. You know, that was better food than if you went down. There was, I don't remember, Brother Travis, if you remember this, that was, they called it Brookshire's. You remember Brookshire's, Brookshire's? That's better food than you can get at Brookshire's uh, or Albertson's. Down through the years, we've just seen God do that. God's, God's faithful to his word. All right, Jeremiah 23 with our Bible turned there. Special music folks, if you'll come while they're coming. I just was thinking about this, and it's really kind of uncanny. This morning, we asked you to keep Andrea Perkins and Joyce in our prayers. Uh, their oldest sister, Myrna. Uh, was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer Monday or Tuesday of this week, and the Lord took her home today. And so Andrea's hurting. Uh, Joyce is hurting. Uh, let me encourage you to do this. Take a prayer card out of that back prayer rack or pick up the phone and let Andrea know you're going to be... I, she was not a member of this church. I don't know nothing about the service, but I would love to see us support Andrea and Joyce uh, whenever the service is going to be held or when it's going to be held or where, we'll let you know about that. On a path dark at night, no direction was in sight. Fear drifted my soul. child trust in me for all things are under my control trust in me trust in me make me your own and I'll be God's only Son, as He said, all things are under my control. Trust in me, trust in me, make me your own, and I'll be with you. 
Are you awake? <laughs> Good. Good. Just trying to wake you up. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah chapter number 23. In just a moment, we're going to have Brother Rogers to put the pie graph up there as we're going through these uh, lessons on prayer. We are seeking to spend an hour with God in prayer. Jeremiah 23, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to look at the pie graph and get into our lesson tonight, Father. We thank you for the day we've had in your house. I know that there's some burdens here tonight, and I pray you'll lift those burdens. We do trust in you, uh, and you're the bearer of all burdens. You bore our greatest burden when you went to Calvary's cross and bore our sin burden, and for this we praise you. But some folks need some other types of burdens lifted tonight, and we pray that you do that. Teach us how to pray, and just as your disciples asked you to uh, teach them to pray, so we tonight ask you to teach us to pray. And Father, I pray you would help us to be a people that love and pray for each other. We have a city to reach for the cause of Christ, and Father, we're not even scratching the service. Lord, I pray that you would help us through prayer that we would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And Lord, I pray, help and guide me by your word tonight, we would ask in Jesus' name, amen. Jeremiah 23, look to the screen if you would please. We looked at this and based this and are basing this study in the book of Matthew on what we would call, uh, some would call the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer. We Remember, we said this uh, when we introduced this study that nowhere in scriptures did Jesus pray that prayer uh, and re recanted that prayer or recited that prayer verbatim as he tells. It's a pattern for prayer. The early church did not say the Lord's Prayer. They were not led in saying the Lord's Prayer. And so, but it is a model or a pattern of how to pray. Hallowed be thy name. We start with praise. Do you serve a great God? So praise his name and begin, we say, the first five minutes of that hour with God when you praise his name. And then we talked about waiting. This is our soul surrender to God. In that waiting time, we're waiting to hear his voice. We're quiet before the Lord, and the Lord is working on our heart. I find out in my own prayer life that much the time that when I'm waiting, God changes the request that I was about to carry to him. So we start with praise. We go to waiting. We talked last week about confession and how that we are to confess our sin to the Lord and ask his forgiveness. Now look at Jeremiah 23, and I want you to look at verse number 29, and we'll get the fourth aspect uh, of these five-minute increments in prayer. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord. I want you to look at the fourth aspect. Uh, tonight, as we look at this, and we think about this, and this may be, and again, I don't know, Brother Bliss, maybe help me with this, Brother Stephen, and I'm certain that there are. I read Ian Bounds. I read uh, Andrew Murray. I've read Ari Tori on prayer. I've got a couple good books on Ari Tori on prayer. Uh, whoever it might be, S.D. Gordon. Very few, if any, books that I've read talk about this aspect of scriptural or scripture praying, in your prayers and mind, to pray passages of scripture back to the Lord. And I'm, I'm going to look at this tonight. A preacher once said this, there are only three types of people in the world. There are those that fear, 
those that, uh, those that are fearful presently, those that will fear, and that those who totally trust in the Lord and have the absence of fear. When you look at that and you think about that, we think about uh, although the Word of God is essential to the entirety of the Christian life, it is essentially important to our prayer life. So let's look at tonight, what is the importance of the Word of God in prayer? Somebody said it this way, and we'll say this again and again and again tonight, this word power in prayer. The same degree to which we apply God's Word in our prayers is the same degree to which we will have power in prayer. I'm going to say it again. The same degree to which we apply God's Word in our prayers is the same degree that we will have power in prayer. We will never have confidence in prayer if we don't incorporate God's Word in our praying time. You know, preacher, how do I do that? How do I incorporate God's Word? Again, here's one of my favorite, uh, E.M. Bounds. Let me encourage you, if you go to a Bible bookstore, uh, there's a lot of the books that are in a Bible bookstore I would not encourage you to buy. They're Christian psychology, and, and I think about that, but E.M. Bounds was a mighty man of prayer. Let me say this to you, Ian Bounds said a couple of things. Prayer projects faith on God and God on the Word. Now listen to what Bounds says. Only God can move mountains, but faith in prayer moves God. Where do we get faith? Say it with me, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So if Bounds is true... And the power for our praying is found in the Word of God. He goes on. Listen to what he says. Little, No, this is not Andrew Murray. This, I mean, this is not Ian Bounds. This is Andrew Murray. He says this, little of the Word with little prayer is death to the spiritual life. Little Word, little prayer, dead spiritual life. Then he says, much of the Word with little prayer is a sickly Christian life, but he said much, uh, but he goes healthier, and he says, uh, much prayer with little of the word brings a healthier life, but without steadfastness, but a full measure of the word and prayer each day gives a Christian a healthy and powerful life, a lot of the word and little of prayer, or none of the word and a lot of prayer goes from a dead spiritual life to an unhealthy spiritual life, but much of the word and much prayer brings a healthy spiritual life. In no way is our faith strengthened as much as familiarity with God's word. Now, I begin these studies some, goodness gracious, six or eight weeks ago before we ever brought them and begin to bring them on Sunday night, and I knew what I was going to be speaking on tonight. And throughout, I do what probably most of you do. I have on my iPad a, the, the scripture. I'm going to try to read through the Word of God again this year. Let me encourage you to do that. And it just happened to be that Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, I was reading in Jeremiah chapter 23. And the, the lesson that we were about to teach you, I was able to apply on that day. Uh, Jeremiah had been called of God, and he said, don't look at their faces. And remember, he told them, to, I want you to get a linen girdle and wear it as you preach. And then take that linen girdle, and I want you to bury it by the river Euphrates. And the Bible doesn't say how much time 
that God told Jeremiah, I want you to return, pick up that girdle, and I want you to wear it as you preach and talk to my people about how they're marred because of your association or lack of association. And Jeremiah preached those messages, but then he got discouraged, and he wanted to quit. But does anybody say, anybody remember what Jeremiah said? The word of God was like what in my bones? Like fire in my bones. When Jeremiah wanted to quit, and you'll find out that he was praying to God, and he was talking, it's okay to talk to God. I'm weary, I'm discouraged, I'm despondent. But then he remembered the word of God, and it got him back on the firing line. Whether it's Ian Bounds or Andrew Murray, they're both saying the same thing. The word of God is the Christian's true prayer book. We don't have a prayer book, do we, that we pray? We open up this book and we pray that prayer for today. We don't, now watch it. The Word of God is our prayer book. And how can it be? G. Campbell Morgan said this, To neglect God's Word is to neglect God's power in prayer. He goes further when he says, When we neglect the daily, quiet, meditative reading of God's Word, we block the lifeline to the throne of grace. Our abiding is in Christ through His Word in, is a life's process that must never cease. And Morgan goes on to say this, My brothers, see to it that when the morning breaks, you go to God for sustenance and for the spiritual life. That will make you strong against all allurements of the devil. So many people turn out to face the temptations of the daily spiritual, un, uh, unrenewed, spiritually hungry, and therefore attacked by all kinds of enticements of the enemy. It is he that is fed by God spiritually and physically who is likely to overcome that hour of temptation. What is G. Campbell Morgan saying? Just like Ian Bounds, just like Andrew Murray, they are saying this. If we want power in our prayers, it's connected with our relationship in the Word of God. Morgan takes it a step further. You and I are not going to be victorious over temptations that we fall to unless we are in the Word of God on a daily basis. Now, let's see how that happens. How many of you know the name George Mueller? I'm going to mention a lot of names here, but how many of you know the name George Mueller? You've read George Mueller. Tell me something about you know about George Mueller. He, he, he operated an orphanage with sometimes seven or 800 people. This you may not read. Have you read? Did he read? I've read George Mueller about his life. Did he write an autobiography? I don't know what, I don't know what we've read, uh, what I've read. But I read about Mueller's life. Here's what he said. Same thing. I only know one other man that was greatly used of God that had the same thing George Mueller did. John R. Rice said, I will never tell a man my need. But every time he came to our college, he always told us about how in debt the sword of the Lord was. But he was saying this. He said, I'll never tell man my need. I, my pastor surprised him with a visit one time. He went to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and he knew where Brother Rice's office was. And the office door was cracked. And he said this. He said, Dr. Rice was opening up his mail. And he had two stacks. And he said, I was surprised to know this. He'd open up a, um, uh, a bill, and he'd look at it, and he'd say, now, Lord, that's yours. And he'd put it over <laughs> here. And he'd open up another bill, and he said, now, Lord, you don't have to worry about that. That's mine. 
And the Lord's stack was bigger than his own stack. Dr. Rice said, I will never tell men my needs. And George Mueller said the same thing. I will only tell God my needs. I want you to follow me. Listen to what a great man of prayer. Somebody who knew George Mueller, at the age of 29, he made this statement. I have never had an unanswered prayer. How would you like to say what George Mueller said? I have never had an unanswered prayer. Now he goes on further. He claimed, uh, he claimed the secret to answered prayers, how the child of God applies God's word. George Mueller never prayed in private prayer without his Bible opened. George Mueller never went to prayer without claiming a verse or verses that he was going to pray and claim when he went to God in prayer. Many times they tell us that, that George Mueller would tell those young people that it was in the orphanage that God had promised to supply their needs. And many times they sat down and they didn't have anything to eat. And George Mueller, there was a place sitting, there was a plate or a bowl, there were silverware, there was a cup, and there was nothing to eat. And George Mueller said, God promised to feed us, boys and girls, so let's pray and ask God to do it. And miraculously, a bread truck would show up with a delivery with just enough bread to feed the boys and girls. Or a meal truck that was delivering, delivering meals to somebody broke down in front of the orphanage with just enough meals to feed the boys and girls. How would we like to have that kind of connection with God? You would want George Mueller praying for you if you needed a prayer heard and answered. He always prayed with his Bible open. He always claimed some verses before he took to God in prayer. And listen, he constantly filled his request with promises of the Word of God. Leaders in George Mueller's orphanage said this, Mueller never uttered petition to God in prayer without accompanying Scripture. Wow. No wonder he had such power. Now, if you read this, though, if you read Mueller's testimony... And you read what great answers to prayer he had. And yet the next day, his faith seemed to lapse. And he wondered whether or not God would hear and answer that prayer. And yet he took scriptures to the Lord. Listen to what he says. He's describing his own devotional hour. Listen to what Mueller says. The first thing I did after having asked in a few words the Lord's blessing upon his precious word was to begin to meditate on the Word of God, searching, as it were, into every verse to get a blessing out of it, not for the sake of the public ministry of the Word, nor for the sake of preaching on the food I had found for my own soul. The result I have found to be almost invariable is this, that after a few minutes my soul was led to confession or thanksgiving or intercession or supplication, so that I did not, as it were, give myself to prayer, but to meditation. Yet it turned almost immediately more or less into prayer. I would love to have George Mueller's prayer life. I would love, even at the age of 29, to say the same thing that Mueller said at the age of 29. I've never had an unanswered prayer. He tells us in his own diary that the key to that prayer is connecting in the time of your prayer with the scriptures or the word of God. He learned the secret of literally play, praying the word of God. Here's another, Charles Spurgeon. 
Listen to what he says. Every promise from Scripture is a writing from God, which may be pleaded before him with a reasonable request. Isn't that good? Every promise in Scripture is a writing from God, which may be pleaded before him with this reasonable request. Do as thou hast said. Did Moses ever come to God in that fashion? He did, didn't he? Some said when God wanted to kill the Jews, Moses was intercessor. When Moses wanted to kill the Jews, God said no. If Moses and God were ever on the same page, there wouldn't be a Jew alive. (laughs) Many times Moses went to God and he reminded him of his promises to his children. And that is what Spurgeon is saying. Go to God through Scripture with a reasonable request. Do as thou hast said. The Creator will not cheat the creature who depend upon His truth. And far more, the Heavenly Father will not break His word to His own child. Now let's look at how to apply that. Can we from Ian Bounds, Andrew Murray, George W. Mueller, Mueller, Charles Spurgeon understand that our prayer life has to be connected to the Word of God to have the power based in it? Let's see how we do that. Look in your Bible, Second or 1 Thessalonians 2. Now how are we able to do this? 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. So we can base on what we've learned so far that the Word of God is more than a foundation for effective praying. It must be the sustenance of effective praying. What do we mean? By bringing God's Word into our prayers, we are bringing God's power into our prayers. Second, that, I mean, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, look at verse number 13. For this cause... We also thank God, thank we God without ceasing because we have received the word of God, which he heard of us, received it not as the word of man, but as it, it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Look in your Bible, Psalm 119. Go back to Psalm 119. We are going to incorporate the word of God in this hour alone with God. We will start with praising his name for five minutes. We will continue for five minutes. We're going to be, now don't put God on a clock. But this is a very easy way that we can spend an hour with God in prayer. We're going to wait on him. We're going to surrender our soul to him in that time. We're going to listen to his voice. We're going to take five minutes and confess the sins. And can I say this to you? I believe that the only way we keep the judgment hand of God off of our nation if God's people confess the sins of our nation to God. Did the Apostle Paul do that? Did David do that? Did the Old Testament prophets Elijah and Elisha do that? Did they not confess the sins of the people to God? But then we're going to go into this time of scriptural praying or scripture praying. Look at verse, uh, I said Psalm 119. Look at verse number, verse number 93. Psalm 119, 93. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast what? Thou hast quickened me. And we read Jeremiah chapter number 23, verse 29. Ian bounds again. Listen to what he says. The word of God is the fulcrum upon which the lever of prayer is placed and by which things are mightily moved. 
God has committed himself, his purposes and his promises to prayer. Let me hear it. Well, I'm going to say it again. God has committed himself to his purposes and his promises to prayer. His word becomes the basis, the inspiration, inspiration of our praying. And there are circumstances under which by the importune prayer, we may obtain an addition or an enlargement of his promises. These men are reminded, these men of great prayer are reminding us, they first, whether you're George W. Mueller, and I will never pray in private prayer without my Bible open. Whether Andrew Murray or, or Ian Bounds are saying to the us, the power in prayer is based on the scripture that we bathe ourselves in as we go to God in prayer. Now, the method of scriptural praying. Let's look at this before we close tonight. I would like to give to you a threefold method where we can use when we take this hour with God in prayer that we can remember this. We're not just going to rush into his presence. There's going to be some times like that when we do. But I'm talking about that time of prayer when it's just you and God. And you're trying to get a hold of the throne of God. You have some burdens on your heart. You're going to spend that hour with him. Number one, read or listen to a passage of God's word. Try to include a minimum of one chapter before you ever go to God in prayer. Now, this is not our Bible study time, all right? This is not the time we're studying the Word of God. This is the Word of God that is going to warm our hearts so that when we go to God in His presence, we're ready to ask of the petition that He lays on our heart. Have you ever understood this to, to be true? All true prayer begins with God. It does not begin with your need or mine. It begins with God. I don't know, sometimes we, we say some things, we think it's God, and I think that quite possibly, when I was visiting with Fern this afternoon after church in the hospital, I said, Fern, how did you get to the hospital? Did an ambulance bring you? Her blood sugar number was almost 800 again, 790-something. I'm not a doctor or nurse, but the last time she was taken by helicopter to Colorado Springs when her number got over 900. I said, Fern, how did you get here? Brother George cannot drive. She said, Pastor, listen to this. She said, I was about to go to bed at night, and I had some time alone with God, and I was reading his word, and I heard this, I believe, the voice of God to say, Go to, part, go, to the, go to the ER. She said, I wasn't feeling bad, but I tried to ignore it. I got back in, and I, that voice come back, not audible voice, go to ER. You ever had those moments when you knew the Lord was speaking to you, and you knew he, it was his voice? It was interesting to me. She didn't know what we're teaching on tonight. She said, I heard that as I was having my private devotions with God, I heard that I needed to go to the hospital. She went in, she showered, she went and told Brother George, she said, we need to call our son, I think I need to go to the hospital. Read or listen to a passage of God where it include at least one chapter. Remember, this is not time for Bible study, for Bible study's sake, but we are searching for a promise in prayer that we can take back to God. As I was reading Jeremiah this week, thinking about this lesson to be taught tonight. 
And I read about how that Jeremiah said the word of God was fire in my bones. And how that he came to God and through his prayer, based on the word of God, he prayed back to God about what he needed God to do. So take some time as you go into the word of God. Now, number two, while listening or reading scripture, slowly move from verse to verse. We're not reading to check those boxes off. For me, it's a, it's a little blank to fill in four chapters, I think, in months. Sometimes, if they're smaller chapters, it's five or six chapters a day. We're not looking to check it off. We're asking the Holy Spirit of God to speak to her. While listening or reading, Scripture slowly move from verse to verse. The moment you discover a verse or verses that moves your heart, quietly meditate on those verses and just stop. And let the Holy Spirit of God take the Word of God and warm your heart with what you just read and then carry those verses back to God in prayer. Are you like Jeremiah? Have you ever been discouraged and despondent and want to quit? When I, when I read that this week, when it was my time of prayer with God, I said, Lord, you know, sometimes I feel just like Jeremiah, and I pray just like you warmed Jeremiah's heart and got him back on the, on the, uh, on the path, and just like you took the word of God, and it was fire in his bones. Father, would you do that for me? That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to read at least a chapter of the Word of God. I'm not saying you have to have your Bible or electronic device. Is that how you read the Word of God? But I'm saying get into the Word of God. And as we read verse to verse, allow the Holy Spirit of God to slow you down. The moment you discover that verse, meditate on that verse. Carefully evaluate how the passage might be transformed into a specific petition. Ask yourself these questions. Does this verse prompt me to pray about something specific? The verse you're reading. The verse the Holy Spirit just said, somebody said this one time, and I, we just heard this recently, and I forget who said this. They asked a famous man, a great theologian of old, how much, Deal Moody. They asked him, Mr. Moody, how much scripture do you read a day? Listen to what he said. I read till my heart burns. He said, sometimes it's one verse, sometimes it's one book, but I don't stop till my heart burns. You remember the road to Emmaus? Christ had, had died, and he resurrected. He wasn't yet ascended, and he knew the disciples were sad, and he joined them on that journey, and he struck up a conversation. What did it say? Did not our heart burn within us? When did your heart burn? When did the disciples' heart burn? It burned as the Lord took the Old Testament passage and revealed who he was. And all of a sudden, their, their burden was lifted. They said, why don't you come home? You want to travel with us a little bit further? Child of God, can I say this? I think too many times we just go into our time of prayer. Our heart is not ready to pray. Maybe even we've praised Him and, and we've had that time of waiting upon Him. We've confessed our sin, but we are not yet to, re ready to carry that petition to God. Read the Bible. Slow down. Duh, ask yourself a couple questions. Number one, does this first prompt me to say to pray about something specific? Number two, how can this passage be directly applied to my request? 
Does God keep his promises? He does. You can latch on to him. Was it not the father of modern missions, I believe, William Carey, who said this? For the child of God, the future is as bright as the promises of God. So when you claim a promise, when you see a passage that moves your heart, you can claim that and take it to God. Number three, ask yourself, is it possible to use some of the words from this verse to my petition verbatim? Pray it back to God. Some are, you're reading the Word of God. You started with the chapter, and you're just reading slowly, and the Holy Spirit said, I want to draw your attention to that verse. Stop right there. And you ask God to warm your heart as you're about to enter into prayer, and you say, Lord, would you warm my heart? And you look at that, and you ask yourself, is this a petition? Does it have a promise buried in it that I can pray back to God? And then sometimes you will find yourself praying that petition or words verbatim, Back to God. Look at this as we close. With those moments of meditation as a base, form a personal prayer to God. God will enrich your heart with His promises and the ability to take care of your need. Let me ask you this tonight. How many of you come tonight and you really do? You need God to hear and answer prayers. You've got a need on your heart and you need God to hear and answer. As we take the word of God and we seek to incorporate it into our prayer life and we bathe ourselves in scripture and we're mindful enough and yielded to the Holy Spirit enough that we'll stop and not quickly read. We'll ask the Lord, if you'll just, uh, that you'll open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law, out of thy word. And the Holy Spirit of God says, I want you to stop there. I want you to dwell on that. That happened to me this week before these lessons when I was reading just, now listen, I was in a time of prayer, but the Lord said, I want you to dwell on that preacher. Sometimes we call you to do some things that are unpleasant and hard and difficult. But just like I was with Jeremiah, I'll be with you. We conclude with this. As you begin to implement scriptural praying, be careful not to neglect the other important aspects of prayer. Seek a balance. Now, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to go into your prayer closet with a timer. Every five minutes it dings, ding, okay, I finished my praise, set five minutes, ding, I, I, I finished my waiting with the Lord, ding, I finished my confession, don't do that. But here's what, you, this is it's very easy for us to do, especially those of us who read and study so that we might teach others. It's very easy for us to, when we open up the Word of God, our heart and our mind just goes, we go to another passage and go to another passage, that's okay. But don't allow this time to overtake the other important aspects of prayer. And we'll talk to you about those in the weeks come. Can you try this this week? And may God apply. If you're going into prayer without being, John Wesley said this. He said, I will, I refuse to see the face of man until I've spent a minimum of two hours seeing the face of God. He also said this, just like George W. Mueller, I will not pray to God unless I spend some time in his word. So let's take, let's take our Bible this week. This is not Bible study necessarily. This is the time I'm going to start with a couple of verses, hopefully a chapter. And I'm going to read that chapter and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to work on my heart. When he slows you down and draws your attention, 
to a specific verse or verses, look at those verses and see if there's a prayer promise or a petition in there that you can carry back to the Lord. And sometimes you may even pray those prayers or those scriptures back to the Lord verbatim. Let's bathe our prayer life in the word of God. Stand please, Father, help us tonight. Lord, I... None of us would compare ourselves with a Charles Spurgeon or George W. Mueller. Sometimes as I read about these great men, Andrew Murray and Ian Bounds, when I heard personal testimonies of Brother Rice say that he prayed and the hail stopped, prayed long before he ever got on a train, prayed for the exact meal he would like to to eat and that was the only meal offered how these men knew you and how they walked with you and father I believe that if our church is going to be what it needs to be and if we are going to be what we need to be then we're going to have to be people of prayer we would come to you tonight as your disciples and we would ask you to teach us to pray and father I pray you'd give us the ability this week to incorporate the word of God in our prayer life Slow us down. Help us to open your word. And through your spirit, would you warm our hearts as we go into prayers? We look at a passage of your word. And may we find those hidden nuggets of truth in there that we can pray a promise back to you and a petition back to you. Father, teach us to pray. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.